you have your Bibles, turn with me for a few moments today. First Corinthians chapter 11. Thankful for all of our guests today. It's summertime. We've got people going. We have quizzers at National Quiz Conference right now. Aren't you thankful for that? Man, they're, they're actually going to be going from there to meet our youth group uh, for NAYC. Let's pray for them that they will do well. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 23. Paul writing said, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup which he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread, for as often... As you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And whosoever shall drink this bread or eat this bread And drink this cup of the Lord unworthily or in an unworthy manner. Without understanding what you are doing. With no recognition of what it represents. He said you shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus. The songwriter said it like this. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain. Free to all a healing stream. From Calvary's mouth Near the cross In the cross Be my glory Oh, until my raptured soul shall find sweet rest beyond 
for just a few moments this morning about love's greatest offer. Love's greatest offer. God bless you. You may be seated. These are some of the most sacred and precious words of Scripture that you will read. They are embedded in the most holy and sacred act of our Christian worship. And we are all familiar with these words. If we've been around church at any length, you have participated in the communion service. But sometimes I wonder, do we really read into them the emphasis that the Apostle Paul meant to give them? He said, the Lord Jesus... The same night in which he was betrayed took bread. To fully appreciate this passage, you have to understand the background in which these words were spoken and picture in your mind the clear setting of that upper room. To see him in relation to all that was going on that night. The conspiracy that were working. The betrayal that was already at work. 
And then the other failures that would fall in place. And to see him amid such a setting offer what he did is truly amazing. Because the circumstances of the hour do not seem to encourage such love and such unmeted love. The men who surrounded him that moment were men that he had picked from among those of Galilee. And many other things had happened that night that could have been brought back to our remembrance, but it was this particular setting that Paul wanted to emphasize, and it was the same night in which he was betrayed. It was certainly not to fix a date that he said that, but to paint a picture. He did it when sin was at its ugliest and hatred and cruelty were gathered around him to bring him down to the earth and to the cross. And against the backdrop of such darkness, he is breaking bread and giving to his disciples. Here he is surrounded by men he had chosen. And yet even these who sat at meat with him would soon fail him and abandon him. He sat at meat with them knowing all the while he is breaking that bread, the treachery that's in the heart of Judas. And the denial that will be in the words of Simon Peter and the fear that will grip every one of them that will cause them to run away and flee in his moment of crisis. And yet he continues to break that bread and share with them this significant moment. Surrounded by men who would abandon him in his hour of need and all of them would fail him. And yet in that moment, he offers them all that love could give. Amen. In that moment, he breaks the bread and he offers them what they are unworthy of. He offers them what they do not deserve. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. I don't know how deeply those words penetrated them that moment, but I know that when Paul was writing about it years later, he had had his own personal experience because the Lord, according to Paul, had revealed this to him. It was so embedded in his mind and in his spirit, he could not get away from it. That in the moment when treachery and, and, and deceit and falsehood and adversity and hatred and bitterness was at its highest level, he was breaking bread and offering to each of these men himself, his body. Take, eat. This is my body. This is my body. It's love at its finest as far as I'm concerned and it's love at its purest. 
Here is a love that can stand the test of treachery and falsehood and adversity and lies and broken trust and neglect. Here is forgiveness for the unforgivable. Here is offered love in the face of fickleness and failure, an unfailing love. Broken is what it cost him. Broken is what it cost him to share that moment with them. Broken because of me. Broken because of you. Broken because of my failures. Broken because of of your failures. And yet he did it anyway. He broken in, in, in so many ways. And yet in that moment he is sharing this precious gift with all of them. The dark fruit of their sin was yet to be revealed. And yet in that moment, he gives them their greatest gift. In that hour, he is offering them what they did not deserve. And that was his unmerited favor. What they most needed, but least expected. He gave them a piece of broken bread, which was symbolic of his body. And in essence, in my mind and in my understanding, he is offering them himself. He is putting himself in their hands and saying, here, this is my body. You take it. You embrace it. You put your arms around it. You understand it and eat it, consume it. Let it become a part of you. Understand what this moment means. Understand why I am here. I am here for you. Amen. This is my body which is broken for you. Amen. I'm not doing it for my own good. I'm not doing it so men will praise me. I'm doing it because you need me to do it. I'm doing it because you cannot do it for yourself. I'm doing it because you would never be able to do what needs to be done. But I am going to give what you cannot give so you can enjoy what you don't deserve. And in our hands, he places his body. This is my body. Take it. Whether you realize it or not, when you came into this place today, you you were handling his body. This, This is his body. The church is his body. This is his... This representation in the earth. And little do we realize when we come into this place how sacred that moment ought to be. I never could understand and never can understand anybody that would enter such an opportunity and not first want to pray. Never have figured that one out yet. I shouldn't have to ask somebody to pray That should be the first instinct that seizes us when we walk in and we realize that we are fellowshipping the body. We are embracing his body today. And in embracing his body, I want to make sure that I don't mishandle it or I do not go from this place and not appreciate what God has put within my grasp. 
because there's no place in the world where you can go where you will be loved more than you're loved here. And there's no place in the world where your failures can be dealt with like they can be dealt with here. And there's no place in the world where your missteps can be redirected and worked for your good. What what kind of language was this that he spoke when he broke this bread? The Eastern understood the meaning for it simply meant, I trust you with my friendship. I trust you with my body. I have confidence in you that you will handle it properly. Amen. He put in their hands the greatest gift that they could ever be given. And I am responsible for what I do with what God puts in my hands. That's why I don't ever want to take the church for granted. That's why I don't ever want to speak lightly of my brother or my sister. That's why I don't ever want to take an opportunity to worship as just another occasion on my busy calendar. But I want it to be significant because when I'm here, when I'm in this place and I'm fellowshipping his spirit, I am embracing and I am touching the greatest thing in all of the world. I have at my hands, within my reach today, everything that I need to make me a better man or to help me climb a little higher. Everything that I need to overcome whatever adversity that I'm fighting right now is within my grasp right now. When I embrace his body, I'm embracing everything that he he is and everything that he promised to be. So when I come into this place, I come into a holy place. I come into a sacred moment. I come. And he gives me that opportunity to fellowship and commune with the most precious gift in all the world. He put in our hands his body. And in essence said, everything I have is yours. Everything I am is yours. My best is yours. Why would you want to keep living at such a low level of life when I'm offering you an overcoming life. Why, why would you continue groveling in your sin when I'm offering you forgiveness of that sin? Why would you continue fellowshipping darkness when light is being offered to you? Why would you continue in your error when truth is before you and presenting itself? Why would anybody not want to put their arms around it and say, thank you, God. Thank you for all that you you've given. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for everything that you have done. Thank you for the best that you have given to us. When he gave them that piece of bread, it was significant of all that he was, the whole of me. And he said, it's all for you. It's all for you. In that body was all the forgiveness that they would need for every sin They would ever commit. In that body was all the mercy that they would ever need 
in their lifetime. In that body was all the grace that they would ever need, all the healing that they would ever need, all the strength that they would ever need, all the encouragement that they would ever need, all the love that they would ever need, all the help they would ever need was all found in what he offered to them that day. That's why when we come to church, it should not be just going through a routine or a ritual, but we need to understand that we have come into the fellowship of a body that has healing and ministry and strength and health and recovery and renewing for my life. Come on, lift your hands and praise Him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He has given to us all that He is and every power that He possesses is offered to us this morning. That's amazing to me. And He did it when hatred was at its highest and treachery was at its worst, I give to you my best. Amen. I give to you my best. When I was reading this this week, those two words leapt off the page and seized me by the collar. For you. For you. I did that for you. Uh, for you, for you. I, I, I ignored the hatred. I, I, I counted it as nothing, the treachery. And I still offered to you, even when your heart was black with sin and black with deceit and, and filthy with uncleanness, I still offered to you my best. I don't withhold from you anything. I give you my best. Those words scream at me. And it tells me that this is a very personal thing with God. This is not just about a body of people. This is a one-on-one thing. God's interested in you individually. He wants you to know that he did it for you. For the strength that you're going to need. For the help that you're going to need. For the healing that you're going to need. He didn't do it for fame. He didn't do it for applause. He did it for me because I needed him to do it for me. He did it because my sin required it. He did it because my failures needed it. He did it because your brokenness demanded it. He was willing to be broken so that I might be whole. He was willing to be beaten that I might be healed. By his stripes, we are healed. He was mocked. He was ridiculed. So that whatever the price had to be paid, he would pay it in the fullest. And then he put that in my hands and said, okay, Now, what are you going to do with this? All that I need to help me climb out of that hole that I'm in right now is in my hands right now. It's within my reach in this place right here. You may not find this at Dillard's. As a matter of fact, I doubt if you do find this at Dillard's. You might find God at Walmart. If you're really desperate, you might find him at Kroger. But I will tell you this, you will find him here because this is his body. 
This is where he has chosen to dwell. And you might find him out in the woods or you might find him on the lake or on the golf course or some other place that you enjoy going. But you will never have a better opportunity of finding him or finding what you need than you do when you walk through these doors. Because this is not an ordinary place. This is not just a gymnasium. This is a body. This is his body. The one that he died for. The one that he was broken for so that you and I could be free. Amen. Amen. And he put all that within my reach. Amen. He put it within my reach. All I have to do is just reach out and take it. Amen. He doesn't dangle it before me and, and then as I get close to him, back away from me. He just offers it. When, when you walk through these doors... The doors of heaven were open. The hands of the Lord were open toward us. I've got it. Whatever you need. And he put it all within my reach. Amen. No failure should define me because of what he should, what he has put within my grasp. Did you hear me? No failure should define me because of what he has put within my reach today. No sin can hold me because of what he's put within my reach today. Amen. I don't care how far you backslide. You can't backslide far enough to get away from what he's offering you today. That hand that's reaching out. That that piece of bread that he offered. This is my body broken for you. You, you. In your brokenness and in your sin. I'm offering it to you. So he does it so that no mess up in my life will ever mess me up forever. Amen. Broken. His love is stronger than my failure. Amen. His his love is stronger than my failure. He gives it to the most unworthy. Amen. The most unworthy. And he gives it unselfishly and without measure. Amen. Understand what you have in your hands today. Not just an hour to waste or to to go through your little religious ritual, but put in your hands today was an opportunity to draw close to Him, to commune with Him, to understand what all He's done for you and what he's doing for you right now. What he is working out in your behalf right now. What he is taking care of before you ever get there. What he is preparing for you as you move forward. What, what he has planned for you in your life. All of that is within your grasp. Understand this morning. This is not a social event that we are a part of. But we are dealing with matters of eternity. And no wonder Paul, when he was writing these words and others, when he was, when, when he thought about what the Lord had done in that moment, 
moment in that room with those men and at Calvary, he said, oh, he loved me and he gave himself for me. He would later write, the love of Christ constraineth me. There's something about going to Calvary that reminds me of just how much he really loves me and how much he has done for me so that I could be free. And he offered this before they ever sought forgiveness for any sin. Amen. You know what? We sound really righteous and magnanimous when we say that we forgive after somebody repents. But he forgave before they ever opened their mouth to repent. That's how great his love is. He trusted us who were unworthy of being trusted with his body. Amen. Don't waste your opportunity. I don't know what you need. I don't, it doesn't matter what anybody else may think. But if there's a need in your life today, if there's something you've got to have, if there's an answer that you need, God has that prepared for you. He's got something to give you today. You have within your grasp today an opportunity. You have within your hands right now the privilege of reaching out and communing with Him and God speaking into your life the things that are needed to help you go back out those doors and face whatever you're facing out there and not be defeated by it and not be overwhelmed by it and not be intimidated by it, that he has put within your hands today an opportunity to be drawn close to him. And in that closeness, he speaks something that you need to hear. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to overcome This is not going to tear you apart. This is not going to destroy you. This isn't the end of your life. This isn't going to define you. Amen. Stand with me if you will. Amen. We may not, can always be sure of what we will do, but we can always be sure of what he will do. And the Bible said he loved them to the end. He loved them to the end. All the way to the end. Amen. No wonder Paul was so smitten by the cross and so moved by its message. For he realized that in his own life, if he had gotten what he deserved. If he had gotten what he deserved, eternity would be long and hot. But he said, when I was ignorant, when I was ignorant, he still loved me in my ignorance. So in your hands today is a great opportunity to draw close to him. Some of you need to tell him some things today. 
He hasn't heard from some of you in a while. Oh, you've been, you've come, but he's not really heard from you. That personal prayer, that personal communication. God, I need you. I know I've failed you. I know I've come short. I know I've not lived up to what I know to live up to. And in that moment, there's these arms that reach around and draw us in. Say, that's all I needed to hear. I can help you overcome. Reach over and take somebody by the hand that's next to you. Amen. Holy Ghost, right now, this is your moment. I'm going to get out of the way, Lord. Because this is your moment. This is your moment. You've been waiting for us to get past all of our ritual and all of our formalities to get to this moment. This moment of truth. This moment of of communication Lord I can't even understand all that you're offering me today I can't even comprehend all that you are putting within my reach right now God but God help me to not take it for granted help me to not just walk past it as if it means nothing help me to not leave this place today Lord with my heart still cold and indifferent help me that I would not leave here today with bitterness in my heart help me that I would not leave here today with hatred in my spirit help me God that I would not leave here with something some some irritation Lord still working in my spirit help me God to come into that full embrace of your spirit to step in to that place of communion Lord to fully understand what is within my grasp right now the healing that is needed in my heart and spirit the restoration that you have provided for my soul the strength that you have brought to, to, to give to me today Lord the understanding the faith to endure, the faith to go on, the faith to fight, the faith to go forward, the faith to to endure whatever adversity there may be, that you have brought it all, you have given it all today, you have put it all within my reach today, God, you have you have given me the greatest opportunity in the world. Oh God, I love you. I love you. This is your this is your time, Lord. This is your time, Lord. Oh, God, help us that we would embrace that moment. Help us that we would embrace that moment. We don't need an altar call, Lord. You're already calling us. God, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm listening, Lord. I've got my ears open. I want to hear from you today. I want you to speak into my life, Lord. I want you to touch my heart. I want you to lift my spirit. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.